Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be as when a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave! You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. I am forever surprised that that gospel doesn't have more of you running for the door. This time of year, our elections tend to turn a little bit dark and terrifying, but this is definitely the most terrifying among our sets of elections as we wrap up the church year. And it was some cause for discussion this week as we studied it in Bible study and even on the vestry. Because there are passages in that gospel where the red flag immediately goes up. And as someone in our vestry said this week, oh, it's just like Wall Street. Yeah, it's just like Wall Street. What is going on here? And what is Jesus teaching? What is Jesus teaching us? Almost to add insult to injury, scholars have a very hard time with this gospel passage. And some think that Jesus actually taught it very differently than the way Matthew uses it. 
And that's because Jesus lived in a time and in a place where there were many absentee landlords, people who owned property and lived far away, sometimes hardly ever coming back, with people they employed on the ground to take care of their property. And if you remember, there are other parables like that. There's the story of the vineyard, for instance. And absentee landlords had a bad rap in Jesus' day for good reason. They were viewed as parasites by the common people. Why? Because it meant that revenue and any, anything that was generated, whether it was crops or cash, got up, left town, and never came back. And if you want a current example of that, just a few years a colleague of mine was wrestling pastorally with a group of people who lived in Contempo Marin. And if you remember that story, the land was owned by someone who lived in Chicago. And the people had taken out mortgages to build properties on the land that they had rented from him. And then he turned around and sold the land out from underneath them, leaving them with nothing. That's how absentee landlords often behave. So what's interesting about that perspective is Jesus may have originally told this story as a parable about absentee landlords, and who then would have been the hero in the story? The man who took the one talent and buried it in the ground. He wasn't going to make a penny for this absentee landlord. Not a penny for him. But the author of Matthew has decided to use it differently in talking about the kingdom of God and it's pitted against this very dark reading from the prophet Zephaniah. One of his striking phrases that sticks with me is about, I will punish the people who rest complacently on their dregs. Who rest complacently on their dregs. What an image. What an image. And what an image for our day. Because we live in a time when it seems that some of us are clinging so desperately to what we have out of fear. And what is it that we really have after all? What is it that we really have that we are clinging so desperately to? Zephaniah was speaking to a 7th century BC audience of ancient Israelites who had adopted many religious customs from the tribes around them and were losing the thread of their devotion to the God of Israel. And Zephaniah saw the impending darkness that that might bring upon them. And maybe it was darkness that was already there. They were snapping up these traditions, maybe to placate the peoples around them, maybe out of fear, embracing darkness. Zephaniah is sort of like an ancient spiritual meteorologist. The weather's bad, folks, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get coming of the kingdom, we are warned by Paul, is like a thief in the night, sudden event in darkness. When I was growing up in the Midwest, there was a town about 30 miles south of McPherson where I was living, a little town called Heston, 
Kansas. And when I was a sophomore in high school, an enormous thunderstorm came through late one afternoon. The sky turned pitch black, and it dropped a tornado right on the town of Heston and plowed through it like a bulldozer. It's amazing no one was killed, but the town was leveled. It was leveled to the ground, like a thief in the night. Disaster came suddenly. Now, I'm not going to go all Pentecostal and say the people of Heston deserved it. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. But it's like that, isn't it? Disaster can come upon us suddenly, whether it's a financial crisis or whether it's an earthquake in these here parts or whether it's a tornado in other parts of the world. And one of the questions of today's readings is, are you ready? because we are moving into the season of transition where we begin a new church year in a few short weeks. And all of that season is devoted to preparing for the coming of Christ, the coming of the Lord. And he will come like a thief in the night. Are you ready? Matthew uses Jesus' parable to ask, have you been giving away what you have received in order to multiply it for the sake of the kingdom? Or have you been hoarding it, burying it in fear, in a hole in the ground? It's a spiritual question for us and could not be more pressing than in this age of darkness where people are clinging desperately to what they feel they have earned or what they are entitled to. Zephaniah warns them and us, are we resting complacently on the dregs? The antidote is what Paul offers us in this letter, which is one of the earliest written texts we have in all of our tradition. It's a letter written to a small, struggling band of Christians far from the influence of Jerusalem, far away from the apostles and their legacy. It's a people who are worried that will our community continue for another generation? Will we last? How do we prepare for the coming of Christ? And Paul says, you know how it's going to work. It's going to come like a thief in the night. There are going to be wars and earthquakes and famines and disasters. There will be tornadoes. All of these things will come. But he said, you do not need to live in fear. Why? Because you are children of the light. You live in the light. You no longer need to live in darkness. You put on the breastplate of faith and love and the helmet of salvation and the hope for that. You live differently than the rest of the world lives. You give generously even in hard times. You struggle for compassion and love's sake. You build up one another in hope. You turn out for community 
and relationship. And you do all boldly out of hope, the hope that God has given you in Christ Jesus. That is what we carry and what we nourish every Sunday here as a community, community as people of God. And we hold that for one another in love. And we hold that for the world in love and self-offering. After the Heston tornado, I remember classmates of mine taking time off school. Some of them even got in trouble with the school administration, but they took time off to go and help rebuild. The Mennonites, who are big in the Midwest, showed up from all over, bringing food, clothing, helping build shelter. And within a few years, Heston was rebuilt. It was a new town, and it was thriving again. Why? Because the children of the light showed up in the darkness. That is our calling, isn't it? Even in these dark times, we show up in the darkness for those who might be lost in it and clinging to fear. And we give ourselves away to multiply the gifts of grace we have received to make way for the kingdom of God. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R. S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.